Come and dream with me. Hello and welcome to another What Do You Want to Watch Broken News Report covering the Marvel Studios panel from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I'm your host, Ashley Hopley. Joining me is Dylan Blight. I'd actually argue this one is breaking since we're recording it. It's it's right a little less broken. I mean, once yeah, you've yeah. chipped it, it's technically broken, so... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. A bit more time, at least. Yeah. It, we've got a stacked, stacked conversation to have because there's, they announced a huge slate of projects. Well, I guess announced is probably a strong word because some of these we already knew about. And Rumored. Confirmed. Confirmed. For a lot. Yeah. People came out. It was cool. Uh, of course, they started the panel, bringing out all the executives uh, to give themselves a bit of a pat on the back for apparently this week they're going to be crossing over to be the highest grossing film of all time. I, yeah, I saw a news report saying that they're going to do that or have done yeah. it. So Without inflation. They, they, yeah. Not counting inf- conf- inflation. Uh, and then Ken Fire made a good joke that the next time James Cameron releases a film, they'll probably get passed again. So, But you never know when that's going to happen. Probably. Never. Probably never. Uh, but then they kicked the show off with cast announcement for The Eternals, uh, which is there are a bunch of... Is it, the movie's going to be following a superpowered and near-immortal beings known as The Eternals and a more monstrous offshoot known as the Deviants uh, that were created by the cosmic beings versus, called the Celestials. Uh, the full ensemble cast is Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Kamal Nunjani, Brian Tyree Henry, Summer Hayek, uh, Lauren Riddleoff from The Walking Dead, uh, Leah McHugh, who is a younger actress, and then Don Lee from uh, Train to Busan and other things like that. So, yeah, that's a pretty nice ensemble cast. The uh, Eternals doesn't really do anything for me. I'm not. It's. I think this Eternals is what Guardians were for people who didn't know Guardians before Guardians came out. So, yeah, I mean. That's- it's yeah. interesting. I like the cast. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the, that's the only thing of the Eternals movie. And, you know, we talked about it on previous episode of What You Would Watch before. I've not read any of the comics. I, I know basically nothing about them other than, like, brief hit bits here and there whenever all the rumoured news, news stories were coming out about them. Um, but other than that, I know nothing. But I like the cast. I like... I, I, I mean, and a lot of this was confirmed rumours too, you know, with the... Angelina Jolie and I mean Richard Madden was already confirmed, wasn't he? Or like, yeah, he I think was he probably, was confirmed, and I think Kamal was but, confirmed. Yeah, it's like hard to pick between the rumored and the confirmed here. Yeah, um, but no, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. No, that rumor was definitely a rumor. They the, the, they Star Wars snatched her away instead of giving her to Marvel. Is that confirmed? Maybe, hopefully, no. I just <laughs> wanted to be confirmed. Um, I like Don Lee in this though because I quite like. Um, human trying to Basan, obviously. So yeah, super charismatic. Um, good to see another actor come over um, into well, what would you call it? Come, uh, American Hollywood. From, yeah, Hollywood. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and this one's being directed by Chloe Zhao, who previously did The Rider and uh, Songs My Brother Taught Me, and the upcoming Nomadland with uh, Francis McDormand. So it's not much, really. Not not a huge catalog to go on, probably. I don't know how they pick their directors at this point. It's like, yeah, I like that. That fit. So Kevin Feige just w- watches a lot of films and he says, I like that one. And then you get a Marvel directing job. Yeah. But yes. My, um, 
and the, there's like a, I'll say there's a theme for a lot of the movies they announced here and confirmed here. I don't see like a big connection or like how that like I see zero hints at what the through line for the next storyline within the Marvel universe is going to be, which I don't know if, if is a good thing or a bad thing, you know? Because I'm like Eternals, cool, so they're going to be off doing a cosmic thing and then. The, I presume cosmic thing and whatever else. So, and then I'm like Angelina Jolie. When you cast someone like her, one of my worries is, is that someone who you're gonna be able to get do like ten minute More. cameos in movies and you know what I mean, like yeah. smaller roles, or is she gonna ask ten million dollars to appear on screen for two seconds? So, I don't know. Apparently, her line was something she felt very. She was gonna put 110 percent effort into it. She feels super responsible for the MCU or something. Along those lines, I think I saw her in a suite somewhere. So. Whatever that means. Yep. She seems super, <laughs> or she seems super invested or is super put it on thick. But super yes. got money. And super, super getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Eternals coming November 6th, 2020. Uh, then they uh, did more of a little bit more information about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which of course is a Disney Plus series coming in spring 2020, if it comes to Australia. Uh, starring Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and a returning Daniel Bruhl, who will play Baron Zemo in the series. Other than that, I don't but- think we got too much information. Anthony Mackie walked out with a shield. So, set after Endgame. People threw stuff at him and said, It should have been Bucky! It should have <laughs> been Bucky! People still fucking... Are people still upset about that? I don't know. Um, I like the logo. The, that's another thing we should really talk about for all this, because yeah. we should be rating the fucking logos if we go back, because I'll give the Eternals a solid fucking 5 out of 10. Yeah, it's a 6. boring. Yeah, it's pretty it's standard. Nothing, nothing super exciting. I mean, it's got I'll that give, cloud um, thingy in the background. That's interesting. Yeah, it's dark clouds. Bottom line. Anyway. I, I like this one. I like this Falcon and Winter Soldier one. For I, I, I give this like a seven point five. Okay. Especially it's- for a TV show, I like it as a TV show logo. For some reason, I do, I, I just see it as like a, a good logo title screen type thing. It's got the you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier covered around this. Like the shield. the shield in the background and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I, I I quite like it, so that's why I rate this one. Um, but yeah, they they, they um, I don't know what they're going to be doing. I suppose if they if the whole series is just them fighting uh, Zemo, then cool, I guess. I mean, I, I like him. It's not a super. He wasn't a super interesting villain, but he's no. a fun villain, I guess. If that's the category you want to put him in, he's just like terroristy, not super. Yeah. Doesn't have like great motivation, I guess, but, but um, could be fun. Uh, yeah, this is another one. That, some of these we got more details than others, and this is one where they're just like they cool, left it up for pure it. speculation. I, I imagine yeah, they I, don't have too much information on what they're actually doing yet. No. Still, well, like be, a while out. My so. problem. I wish we had a little bit more for some of these because I I just kind of want to know where everything fits in, especially because there was that, that we used to have a very easy understanding for the Marvel movies where each one consecutively took place after one another, and now we've got movies that are set before other movies and TV series that are being like slotted in at certain timelines. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just becoming a lot harder to keep up with everything where we're going and what we're doing amongst the the MCU continuity now. Um, then we had Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the longest title for a Marvel movie yet, uh, coming February 2021, uh, directed by Destin Daniel Creighton, 
who previously had directed Short Term 12, which, side note, is one of the most stacked casts in, like, of up-and-comers. If you go watch that, look at that cast. It's incredible. Um, but then they announced that Simu Lee from Kim's Convenience will be playing the title role of Shang-Chi, as well as Aquafin is going to be playing a role in the film, and Tony Leung is uh, going to be playing the Mandarin. Tony Leung from... Well, yeah, the, his title, they showed his picture and under his name, I'm pretty sure it said the Mandarin. Hmm. Well, that, that that would make sense because do you remember that, um, do you remember that short that they did about the Mandarin? That like seven, eight minute short they did to kind of retcon the ending of Iron Man 3? No. no did you ever watch that? Okay. The, I don't recall what DVD or Blu-ray or whatever it's on. It's like an eight minute short and it basically has... Uh, what's his face? Who played him in Iron Man Three? Oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, ben Sir Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, um, he's in prison and stuff. And then someone comes in to interview him, and I think it might have been. Oh, I can't. I can't remember what the actor is now. But he's also in the same prison that Sam Rockwell's in. His character's there, so you get a cameo from like uh, other Iron Man villains. And then this person comes in, they interview the Mandarin, and they're basically saying, why was you pretending to be the Mandarin? You're not the real Mandarin, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, the prison, like, recess room or whatever they're in kind of blows up and makes out, like, they're a bunch of people are coming in or, like, the, the real Mandarin's coming to seek revenge on him or something like that. And it just left on this cliffhanger. And this was released years and years and years ago. And I remember when it came out, there was this big hullabaloo for like a, a solid week of people being like, wow, the, this confirms that the real Mandarin's actually still yet to come in the, the MCU canon, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, people forgot about it, of course, like they do, because the next Marvel movie came out and people moved on with their lives. But it was a thing they set up years and years and years and years ago that this, this possibility of the actual Mandarin being out there the proper the quote-unquote proper one to make people happy so um if that's what they're doing here then maybe seeking out that eight minute short film is probably more relevant now maybe i don't know yeah we'll have to look it up but yeah um yeah i'm pretty keen for this one this looks cool logo i mean it's a bit busy that would be my only issue with it <laughs> but probably like a six as well what about you Dylan? yeah it reminds me of the Jackie Chan Adventures animated TV show. Yep. You remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the like kids and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I, I'll give it a six. Nothing, not blown away. Nothing But uh, I'm, in, I'm intrigued with this as a, I, I know nothing about the character. I've never read any of these, the, the comics that yeah. the character's been in or anything. So um, that's cool. But also I'm super happy that Marvel are learning from their mistakes in the Netflix world and they're casting... Um, they're not replacing characters with white people. <laughs> well, they do Iron replace Fist. people with white people. He's Iron oh, Fist is a white person in the comics. They had the option to, but they didn't. They didn't do the diversity thing that everybody's. It, it's, it wasn't in vogue then, like it is now. Yawn, <laughs> yawn. Um, so this is yeah. No, 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 this looks cool. It's I mean it's a it's a teenager, right? Like or like a young adult, I guess. Like yeah, story, isn't it? So, I have no idea. I know nothing about Shang-Chi. That is the biggest concern about this film is that nobody really knows anything about it and it doesn't have the staff pulling factor that other ones have done recently have had. I honestly feel like Marvel have proven that. It they don't need to, but... <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Like, in the world where it's like, well, does anyone know this comic book character? No, because 
as far as I'm aware, and this isn't like trying to pull some um, gatekeeping, gatekeeping, like if you don't read comics, you can't be a real Marvel fan. But like, I, I swear the majority of people that I see on my timeline um, that I know get super hyped about this, they don't read the fucking comics, you know? Yep. They don't know any of these characters. They're super pumped. And they're just, and that's, I'm going to say that's a lot of the audience that sees, sees these movies. They have no connection to the comics. So they're just like, Marvel, just give me movies. They, at this stage, I honestly just feel like people that are in for the MCU movies don't really care. No. You know? Most, character, don't know who the character is. Doesn't matter. I'll watch it. Yep. Marvel movie? Cool. Let's yep, go. So. That's, Shang that's most people's motto. Shang-Chi, February 12th, 2021. Uh, then, Who's the director? Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Cretan. What have they done? Short term twelve. Oh, that one, right? Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, forgot. Uh, then we got a bit more information about Wandavision. Still the worst name for anything. Coming yep. to Disney Plus, Autumn twenty twenty one, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany with uh, Tionya Paris, uh, who previously done work in Mad Men and Dear White People, the film, uh. Playing Monica, a grown-up Monica Rambo from Captain Marvel. Uh, it's going to be set after Endgame, which is interesting. Explain uh, that one. Yep. And Elizabeth Olsen says the show is going to be weird, deep, and fun. And Paul Bettany doesn't know how or if he's alive in the show. So, got that going. Makes sense. It honestly sounds like. Well, I mean, I think this is the case for a lot of these. They're bringing out the cast and everything, but. I don't. I swear, like the cast have not seen a script or anything. No, definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure, like storylines or drafts of scripts and whatever exist, they don't see them. They're not showing the cast, so they're literally dragging them out to be like, get get excited about this thing that you know. Come get your photo taken. (laughs) Yeah, but basically, it's like if uh, people are trying to interview them after, they're still not going to be able to answer any questions about what the hell this shit shit's about. Uh, Logo for this one, I'm going to give. Six. Yeah, I'll give it a six. It, it, they made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a terrible name. So logo, I don't know how to do go too far. I think that's supposed to look like like the Wonder Vision logo. Oh yeah, like the 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 film thing or whatever. Yeah, maybe. You know? So not. I feel I feel like that's what it's supposed to be going for. But yeah, um, since they literally gave us nothing new, my feelings on this haven't changed at all since they rumored or was it rumored this is the first official announcement wasn't it i'm pretty sure it was on the list of things that they had when they announced disney plus but it's getting so confusing it is it's getting there's too many things uh next up we had loki coming autumn 2021 another disney plus series starring tom hiddleston it has been confirmed that this series will tell you what happened to loki after that scene in endgame uh, Tom Hiddleston is quoted as saying, he's still the guy from Avengers after he got Hulk smashed. It is the one of the most exciting creative opportunities I think I've ever come across. I cannot wait to get it started. So it's definitely the Loki who, spoilers for Endgame, tesseracts out during, after the events of Avengers and is not the Loki we see die at the end event, uh, Infinity, beginning of Infinity War with that progression over those couple of films yep so my thing with this confirming this i'm like cool that makes sense i'm glad they're not like retconning and bringing back loki to the main universe or whatever i have no problem with alternate dimension stories with other with characters as someone who obviously reads comic books but my 
my thing with this is, do you think that main, you know what I mean? Like general audiences are going to be able to understand that this, they're going to wrap their head around this being an alternate universe type thing. I mean, if they, if how it starts is it, it's him doing that, like walking out of the Avengers. That's how they start the show. Do I think people get on pretty quick? But yeah, only and if you actually o- watch the show. I guess. I guess is oh, it? Yeah. Well, I guess. And so. have watched Endgame. Then Otherwise- my um, there's there's also a running theme here between this uh potentially like the, uh, another two. Like uh, another Disney show and another movie we're going to talk about in a minute. But they're really introducing a lot and playing with more alternate realities, multiverse stuff and yeah, whatever else. So I think pointing out that's obviously, um, I think that's probably going to lead to our big bad or like what the big through line storyline is going to be for the next several phases. It's, it's going to be about the multiverse and stuff. And if they're introducing the multiverse in phase four, uh, anyone asked the question of like, and maybe we want to talk about this later, but I was like, if they're going to ask the question of where's X-Men and all these sorts of things, I think the multiverse is going to answer your question for a lot of X-Men yeah. Fantastic Four related questions. Uh, the logo though, I give a solid three out of 10. Yeah. It's getting a lot of flack on the internet. <laughs> a lot of, uh, graphic designer jokes. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's a solid three. It's quite bad. So like it, it's got that very. This is cool, like you know. Uh, Let's use as many fonts as possible. Yeah, it's it's like it's like drawing those S's that everyone did in high school, and that's like how you design a, a logo around having to draw edgy stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, as a series, I'm not a big Loki fan. Um, I might watch it anyway, like especially if once again, if we get Disney Plus actually confirmed for Australia, if I'm paying for the service anyway, then my chances of watching it obviously increase but as a as a setup i'm not super intrigued because i'm like do i care about loki enough as a character no do i care about alternate reality loki as a character i mean no like, i really need to see a trailer to to sell, sell you on this, it I feel. yeah i understand I'm, I'm keen i like loki i like tilman hiddleston and apparently if rumors are true that it's going to involve time traveling and time traveling around and causing havoc then that could be cool. Uh, next up, we got a prop- another film release. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Coming May 7th, 2021. With Scott Derrickson returning to direct. And Benedict Cumberbatch coming back as Doctor Strange. With Elizabeth Olsen playing Scarlet Witch in the film. Uh, it, they have said this is going to be the first scary MCU movie. <laughs> um... Yeah, and apparently it will have tie-ins to WandaVision. Yeah, so then it's like, does that mean that WandaVision is going to be exploring uh, alternate realities and the multiverse and stuff, and that's potentially how Vision comes back? Is that that's what Wanda begins experimenting with, and that's kind of what may lead into uh, this Doctor Strange sequel? I am, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty excited for this one because I, I love the first Doctor Strange. I actually consider it like top five. It's underrated. MCU. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's highly underrated. And I, I just love the visual style of it, the, the yeah. darker stuff about it, uh, the, char- the characters and all this, this sort of stuff. Some of the casting, I'm like, well, you know, did we need Tilda Swinton as the ancient one or could we have yeah. someone else? We prob- probably could add someone else. But uh, that, that aside. I uh, mean, technically, <laughs> you can have someone else for any role. 
Yeah, but I think people know what I'm hinting at. Um, this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask like if, uh, what's his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor? Ejiofor, you're right. Yeah, from the first one. I don't reckon he's returning for this one because I don't think his character could fit into a multiverse jumping storyline. I don't know how that I think if he did come back, he would be a subplot. Subplot, yeah. Or they, they building kinda... towards a confrontation in three. Yeah, I think I, th- I think I'm going to set him in in three at the moment. Uh, obviously, for me, as I just said, top five Marvel movies. So super excited. But also, if they actually mean what they're saying, and this will be the first quote unquote scary Marvel movie, that's going to have me super excited because much much like I, I feel about with you know, the Star Wars movies and other things. I'm like, why can't they explore more genres of these, these fucking movies and just play around a bit? That's If you really want the superhero genre to not die out and get boring and people get superhero fatigue or comic book movie fatigue, they really need to ex- be exploring different genres and doing different sort of um, styles of movies instead of just doing the typical... Every fucking Marvel movie has basically the same structure from start to finish. So, in, in the same style. And until recently, they were all shot on the exact same... They were told to shoot them in certain ways. And, like, until Guardians 2, it's like, well, you can... James Gunn, you can have your own cinematographer and do what you need to do here. And they've been allowed to experiment experiment a bit more now. So, um, it, it seems that if Marvel's open to letting Scott Derrickson, who is a horror director who did, like, Sinister in The Last Exorcism... Um, the Exorcism of, of Emily Rose, yeah. Emily the Rose, yeah. Um let him explore his love for horror in this without going too far. Obviously I think there is obviously going to be a line. I feel like they could push like an M rating or something like that, but it's not going to be like M A or R. Obviously I'm not no. stupid. There's not going to be a ton of blood. No, I just, it's just like going to be push... like scary monsters and shit. Yeah. I've, yeah. Just p- push that level of stuff. So, um, and the logo for this one, I'm giving you a fucking nine out of 10. Yeah. The I give it a nine. It looks good. The, the the full thing when you the full thing where they had the background and everything behind it and, and that sort of stuff. If you take the font and um you look at it on the phase four timeline, it's not as exciting. But when they had the the background on it and that sort of stuff, it had like a real spooky spook. It's spooky um feel to it. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this one. Yep, this is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite announcement from the thing. I feel. Uh, then we got them talking about the animated series coming to Disney Plus in winter 2021. What if, which will be a bunch of alternate takes and different MCU stories. It's got pretty much everyone who's ever been in a Marvel movie ever in the cast, as well as Jeffrey Wright voicing the Watcher. Um, I think we've talked about it before. It's pretty interesting, exciting to see what they can do. Obviously, they've got all this voice talent they could possibly want for any of the stories they want to tell, so... Wasn't um, Stan Lee canonically the Watcher? <laughs> I know. No, he was talking to the Watcher. Oh, yeah, he was talking I to mean, the, the theory okay. is he's a Watcher. Okay. The fan theory, Watcher. but there's no canonical I don't know. There was that, that Guardians of the Galaxy post thing, remember? I was like, what What does that mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, th- this... I'll watch these because it sounds fun, right? This yep. sounds like a fun thing. The thing I don't like about this within the whole Marvel panel... And it's just having it linked into like a phase four announcement. I'm like, what's this have to do with phase four? Nothing. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a side fun animated project. Sure. I, I have nothing against that, but. 
Uh, excuse also, me, we just talked about a multiverse. Yeah, but the, the second I start saying these what-if stories are potentially able to come into the live action, but, you know, that's when you open up a whole gate here. So I, I just think they would have been better off kind of keeping this off as its own thing, not talking about it in the same reign as the Phase 4 stuff, not putting it on the Phase 4 timeline. Just found that a bit weird, but, I mean, I'm open to watching these things. I, I like alternate reality stories. Uh, I, I'm hoping the animation style, which we haven't seen, is fun and exciting. That's the only thing. It's like, it's an animation. Yeah. They're like, here's all this voice cast of people that come back. I'm like, cool. cool. It needs like, to not look the like their other animated stuff. Yeah. Which I'm like, can you show me what it bland. looks like? Yeah. <laughs> show me a screen. Show me a fucking concept art. I don't know, something. Uh, then Jeremy, Jerry Mariner came out to talk about, briefly, the Hawkeye Disney Plus series coming in August 2021. Apparently, it'll explore more of his time as Ronan, and will also feature Kate Bishop as his trainee that he'll be training up to be superhero-like without superpowers. Yeah, um, so, once again, we talked about this, briefly, um, months ago, whatever it was. When it, once, And once again... Was this confirmed before, or was we talking about a rumor? I do not remember. I can't remember either. But I guess, as I'll say, as I said, then I'm hoping that this series, although it's called Hawkeye, and they they've just officially concern, uh, confirmed the synopsis then or whatever, I'm hoping it is the whole Hawkeye is going to be in it for the like Jeremy Renner Hawkeye is the first season, and I'm hoping the baton or baton, however you say it, is passed on, and then series two would be without him as. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I just hope it's that kind of series. Um, also, the the I give the the logo for this one a solid uh, ten out of ten because I love that Matt Fraction uh, logo from the yeah. comic. I it's mean, the it's most. Bit, I mean, they all they did is they pulled it exactly from the comics. So yeah, no, so I love it. It's also <laughs> it's so weird to see that too because none of their other logos have so honestly just expressed what they're based on you know what i mean like this yep. is the only time i can think of a logo that's just like and we're obviously basing this on the matt fraction run of uh, hawkeye comics which are great and we're just going to use the exact same fucking logo to the point that anyone looking at it who's read those comics is just going to be able to go link it up in their mind and go i want to watch this because i know that logo yep uh then we had the next thor movie which had been announced Earlier in the week, I feel, if my memory serves correctly. Yes, they, they confirmed it at, uh, on the E-interview, uh, E-Live or whatever. Yep. Uh, it's going to be called Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, directed by Taika Waititi, starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, uh, coming November 5th, 2021. The big reveal, it's based on the comic book, The Mighty Thor, that was released recently, uh, which introduces uh, Jane Foster as Thor. Of course, Natalie Portman came out wielding Milnor to the applause of the audience. This is a massive, massive get. Huge. Because she's been in a long-running feud with Marvel, apparently, after the first two Thor movies. So, for her to come back for a fourth, or I guess a third role, big, uh, huge. yeah, Unbelievable. I be, it was a little bit spoiled because her name was listed as one of the voice talents in the What If thing. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's back doing stuff for Marvel. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, she's coming back and she's going to be Thor. Well, are you? Well, I mean, you, you like Thor Ragnarok more than I do, so yes, I, I do. Like I'm, exci- I'm, keen, I'm excited for this. I wonder how they're going to work it in because I definitely get the impression that they intended for this to come after Guardians Three, based on how Endgame finished. But of course, mm-hmm. events change that. So how does Thor end up? I suspect back on Earth for him to be interacting with Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. Does he? Do Nelly they Portman's. ever interact? Do they have to ever interact? Or is <laughs> is is it a misdirect? Is just Thor go off somewhere else at the start of the movie, and then the rest of the movie is just Tessa Thompson, and Natalie Portman? Honestly, I'm hoping, and also I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's too crazy to say. Do you think that's too crazy to say that they could actually do that? I, I don't think it's too crazy. It's ballsy, and and yeah. they could get a lot of. <laughs> well. As far as I'm concerned, they're already they're going to get a a bunch of. I've already seen people in comments to the news reports on Twitter straight after this was announced. You know, you've already got all the fucking fuck boys coming out of the woodworks and screaming about how they've changed Thor to. And once again, I mean, this comic came out. I don't know. Been out a few years. Yeah, it's been out a few years. And now you got all these people being like, oh, they've ruined the movies. They've changed it four into a three mile. Oh, Marvel fucking SJW shit. I'm like, fucking go back to your hole and just fucking die there, please. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is super exciting because I like Natalie Portman. I like her as an actor. Yep. And that I don't blame her for not wanting to be involved in the movies because she was just completely wasted as just atypical love interest you know yawn boring what, yep. a, what a waste of we a, all what saw the dark world yeah apps i mean that movie's terrible and she's nothing in it and i mean no one's anything in that movie really but it's like <laughs> what a what, what a waste so i completely understand why she might not have wanted to be in them because but like as an actor it's not interesting role for her. what, what no. of interest in that role was there so i assume they come to her and say hey do you want to be in it she's like no i don't want to be the fucking but Thor's listen. love interest that sounds boring and then taika comes in and he's like how about your thor like, <laughs> more like hey yeah but this time you're thor <laughs> yeah this time you be thor fuck off ghost um <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I, I, I'm super excited that this is probably my second, this would be my second favorite announcement following the Doctor Strange thing. And I, as, as I've said, it, it, you know, it's a known running fucking joke that apparently I hate Thor Ragnarok simply because I don't like it as much as the majority of people, but I'm a big fan of, um, Taika and, um, I, I like the idea of this. I think this is an interesting move, shake up things, be super exciting. And I'll be way, way, way more super excited if they do what was just talking about, which is basically pull the pull the, the rug out, up, everybody pull yeah. the rug out, and either have Chris Hemsworth be at the start, and then have him piss off and never come back for the movie, or just have him be like sparingly throughout the movie, and that the main run of characters will be Natalie Portman as Thor teaming up with Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, and then they have um, sweet sweet romance together. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty cool pitch. I think there, there was nothing I would love more than to see Valkyrie get Thor's girl, <laughs> <laughs> and Just then saying. Thor to show up at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That'd be cool. Uh, 
I, I'm, I'm completely down for this. <laughs> if, if, if it's not too late, Marvel, uh, you can call me. I've got script ideas. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'll add Tyker. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last big section we got confirmed, even though they're shooting it at the moment. Uh, Black Widow coming May 1st, 2020, directed by Kate Shortland, who's done Somerset, Somersault and uh, Berlin Syndrome. They brought out the cast of Scarlett Johansson, David Harbour, Florence Pug, O.T. Fagben... Benny? Sure. Bell from Handmaid's Tale, and Rachel Weiss. Uh, and then they showed a short trailer, I guess, or... I don't know if it's they showed a trailer, footage, teaser, apparently. footage. It was, it was fights with um, Taskmaster and some other things, apparently. Yeah. Apparently, Scarlett Johansson's sister, who's being played by somebody. I think it's Florence Pug, but I don't know. And then, yes, Taskmaster confirms. Mimicking for, uh, Black Widow's moves and shit. With a shield. Yep. Yes. 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 Taskmaster is a very weird bit villain in the comics. Super like weird. Very super, like very super. He just looks like a, well, I mean, he just looks like a very comic villain. You know what I mean? But so does like Baron Zemo and some other people that they've done. So they could obviously tone it down to fit the style. But in my mind, because I haven't seen it yet, I'm like, how does Taskmaster... Taskmaster. Like Skeletor. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially because I, I, I used to play, um, I used to play hero clicks a lot. Um, board game with Marvel characters, whatever else. And one of the characters I used a lot was Taskmaster. So Taskmaster. So I have this like certain image of this figure that I used to <laughs> play a lot. And I'm like, that's what Taskmaster looks like in my mind. And I cannot picture that character being in a, <laughs> in, in a movie as an actual real character. Cause it kind of looks ridiculous. Um, but I mean, I like Florence Park. David Harbour, obviously, is great. Rachel Wise is great. So um, I'm intrigued, but at the same time, not super excited solely because, well, solely for a couple of reasons. Firstly, this is the first movie of Phase 4. This is the first movie of the next thing, the, the set to next chapter or, or the, the new book after the Infinity Saga. And the first movie in that chapter is a prequel. Mm. Okay. That's not super exciting. Like, unless this prequel is going to set up a lot of things that are going to be relevant for the the next storyline. But I highly doubt that because, as I was talking about before, I think what's going to be highly relevant for the next running storyline is going to be multiverse stuff and whatever else. And do I think I'm going to get that in a prequel Black Widow movie that's probably going to be about uh, Scarlet's... Uh, Scarlet fucking Natasha's Romanoff's like past and where she grew up and you know her, her training and her sister and you know all this sort of stuff it's going to be delving into her past I'm like yeah okay cool but as as chapter one in this new saga not super enthralling I mean, yeah, interesting yeah, they could just tease things I mean who knows maybe Taskmaster's from an alternate earth or something just, like that no no I think it's just going to be a Taskmaster is actually Black Natasha Romanoff for an alternate Earth, and she's going to be in future films. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. Do it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, I mean, if the, if the footage leaks online, I'll happily watch some shitty footage. phone footage later if I see it or whatever else. But other than that, I can't. We can't obviously speak on what was shown. But the most of the people I follow on Twitter who were speaking about it said the fight scenes looked really cool and whatever else. So. More reminiscent of uh, Winter Soldier. Actually. Yeah, like more Winter Soldier type stuff. So, And I like that sort of stuff. So, 
Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. As a setup chapter, meh. Black Widow as a character to me is not super interesting. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then at the end of the panel, Kevin Feige said, oh, no, we've run out of time. We can't talk about Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Fantastic Four, Mutants, or Guardians 3. Oh, what a shame. But they did have one last reveal. Uh, Blade is coming to the MCU. And he's going to be played by Mahershala Ali. Uh, that is perfect casting. Uh, you should all like my tweet that said uh, that Mahershala Ali is thanking Robert Rodriguez for his uh, audition tape for Blade. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Because <laughs> he looked like Blade in that film. So might as well just make him Blade. Did they say if this was... They just said he's going to be playing Blade somewhere. They didn't say like where he's showing up or what he's doing. No, they... All they all ha- that happened, I believe, is he came out. No, I think just the logo came up on the screen, and then he came out wearing a hat that said "Blade" with the logo. So we, I can't picture him doing a TV series, though. You know what I mean? I mean, I know he did True Detective, but everything yeah. I've seen is said it's going to be a film. So okay. Then the, the other thing about this casting news that it's going to confuse a lot of people. And I mean, this is one of the problems. Is Mahash Ali played Cottonmouth or something? Cottonmouth in Iron, uh, not Iron. Uh, Luke Cage. Mike, Luke Cage, thank you. In Luke Cage season one, he played the villain Cottonmouth. So now, obviously, Marvel has been very open about the fact that the Netflix TV shows weren't really canon, and the Netflix shows are obviously defunct now, so it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, it is going to be one of those things of people being like, "What? What? What? Wait, you know." There's going to be at least a a handful of people that are going to be having a split second of, but isn't he so-and-so? Or like, does that mean Cottonmouth is is now Blade somehow? Yeah, yeah, so. Um, But solely as a casting thing, I think there's really good casting. I think he'll be a really good Blade. Uh, I can totally see it. I'm just intrigued to see how and what and when they decide to do a Blade movie and if they're actually going to do it properly. And I mean, we're talking about with the... You know, they're saying they're doing more of a horror movie with Doctor Strange sequel. Are we going to actually get a proper Blade thing where it's quite violent stuff? Because if not, what's even the fucking point at that point? <laughs> yeah, know? that's true. It has it has to be like MA. It has to be it has to be violent to to be Blade. And, and I guess we're confirming vampires in the MCU. Yeah. So does that mean they can tie in that fucking? Um, Jad Leto thing? No, because that's part of the Sony deal. So yeah, <laughs> and, and and Morbius was never part of the Spider-Man Blade. deal. Yeah, or Blade. I don't think he's ever been in Blade. So he's a he's a living vampire, not a pro- vampire vampire. Yeah, I know. Or maybe this is set on an alternate Earth where there's vampires everywhere. I I this is my one fear of this multiverse stuff is uh, now we just get lots of. And that's alternate universe. Or they do something and then like a year later, because they don't want it to be like part of the main story anymore, they're just like, and that was an alternate universe. And that was alternate. You know, like I've got lots, lots yeah. of worries for this stuff. And, you know, as bring it back to the multiverse thing, saying there, Kevin Feige teases, says the words Fantastic Four, says the word mutants. I th- think he was like obviously half joking. They didn't run out of time. I just think he's saying like teasing everyone that, Hey, we've got them. We can say the name now. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like maybe we get them teased in 
something like multiverse of madness or something like that you know like some sort of hints at them but i don't think we're we're gonna see a sign of a fantastic four or a x-men until phase five mm. i guess so i doubt i, doubt I don't even know do you think this is technically the entire phase four or do you think this is like the because they've only shown stuff for the next two years yeah. It's the last couple of phases have been three to four years long, I think. Mm. Or is it just yeah. Mm. I don't know. I feel like they could maybe have one more year because they usually ended on a, a big film? movie. But also I feel like four is a big enough movie for it to be the finale of the phase, potentially, so Yeah. You know. I mean they fucking ended a phase on Ant Man and Wasp, didn't they? So I can't remember. Or Ant-Man or something? I don't know. I can't remember at this point. They all kind of blur together. It That was just the Infinity Saga. The phases don't really matter. I don't think. No. I, I'd, I'll also say, with the, like, when you look at that timeline, because I got the, the timeline now in the thing, and I'll, when they started the panel, I was a bit conf- concerned at first when I thought they were going to have seven films in 2021. I was like, seven Marvel films get the fuck out of my life. That's utterly nonsense if they're going to make seven films. But then, of course, they confirmed that uh, half of these things on here are TV shows. So, you know, it goes Black Widow, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it basically goes movie, TV show, movie, movie, TV show, movie, TV show, TV show, TV show, movie. There's a yep. bunch of split there. But I, I think the, the biggest, the smartest thing they've done... For all my problems with having the what if thing uh, part of this, I think the smartest thing they've done for Disney Plus is have the Disney Plus shows laid out alongside the movies because it basically says, hey, all you Marvel fans, all you MCU fans, this shit is canon. It is not extra content. It is not bonus material that you may want to watch if you if you're intrigued. They're saying this is the next thing. Like once, um, for example, it's like once Black Widow's out, what's the next MCU thing that's coming out? It's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Subscribe to Disney Plus now. After fucking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has come out, what's the next MCU thing? It's Loki. Subscribe to Disney Plus. They they're really just getting people's minds to connect that they have to watch these TV shows to yeah. keep up with the MCU. And that means you have to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. So um, welcome to the world of Disney where they're going to take all your money because everyone is going to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they weren't just happy taking your money three times a year with movie tickets. They've got to take it every single month with the paid subscription. Yep. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this special broken news report of what do you want to watch? Uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet to talk about more Marvel stuff? Viva Ladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L, all the places. Come tell me how good Doctor Strange is. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. Remember, go like that tweet. Uh, at You can find the Explosion Network, which is a part of at Explosion Pod on Twitter, or you can just go to ExplosionNetwork.com to see all our latest news reviews and other podcasts. Uh, leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, or let your friends know that all about the goodness that you'll be listening to on what do you want to watch about the next two years of marvel stuff it's going to be great and until next time keep watching stuff i guess every trophy 
counts. Don't be told otherwise. Join myself and Ash each Tuesday when a shiny new episode of Platinum Explosion dings into podcast feeds. The number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias breaks down all the latest in PlayStation-related news, releases, trophy lists, and much, much more. Just search your podcast app for Platinum Explosion and subscribe for free now.